0: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. the poster said? See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG 13. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it, like um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Thanks to IMAR Insurance, the, the tradies made. made. Call 13 IMAR. Patton Heels, Hills, Queensland made on 693
1: SENQ. Welcome back. Big day for Heels and myself today. We're uh, first day on 693 SENQ. We've had a great array of guests, including Scotty Sattler and Matty Hayden, Kevin Walters joining us. We've got Sally Pearson coming up a little later on, our Olympic champ. Spoke to the Lions. Great. Then uh, skipper in Danes Orca. But we've got one of our very special guests now coming up, Heels. Australian Sports Hall of Famer, Order of Australia medallist. And for the first time since 1976, he's not coaching a football song. Yeah, yeah. Wayne Bennett, a very good morning to you.
2: Welcome to your new jobs and have hope it's a success for you. Thank you, mate. Really appreciate it. Now, uh,
1: just one. This one's come from Healds. Was Healds the greatest media manager that you've ever worked with?
2: <laughs> 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 oh, he did t- He did try to give me a bit of advice a few times when I was at war with the media. I've got to say, he was good. He was good. It was great. It was a pleasure to have him. But, uh, yeah, no, I think his best advice to me was, Wayne, he said you've you just got to stop taking it personally.
0: <laughs> Talk to the fans, personal, Wayne
2: personal, mate, having a go at me and the team It is personal, mate
0: <laughs> uh, Anyway, uh, now, this has been a big break for you, Benny um, Are you getting impatient or you've got the feeling you might need a bit more time?
2: Uh, no, I'm, I'm neither of those um, No, I, I do miss it um, you know, I miss the consistency of it, the routine of it and uh, I miss just being around, around players and I've always enjoyed what I've done. I mean, there's been some tough days that you don't enjoy in weeks, but, you know, generally I've enjoyed it. And, Mm -hmm. yeah, so I'm looking forward to going back, but it's not hurting me not doing anything. um, I'm I'm doing plenty, but not actually coaching. So it's not – I don't feel I'm going backwards. But anyway, I'm looking forward to coming back in November.
1: Hey, foundation coach at the Bronx in 88, we all know that. What's the difference between the setup for the Broncos back all those years ago and what you're doing right now?
2: Uh, I suppose the two major differences, that you know, the Broncos, we had no facilities, none at all. Red Cliff have got a magnificent setup out there. It's unbelievable. It's world class. Um, So that's huge. That Mm -hmm. is absolutely huge. Mm -hmm. If you remember, we went to Red Hill. We had a little old uh, change room there and a little club there, if you remember that. uh, You know, we had lots of debates and arguments about where we were going to be. We only finished up at Newman Oval, but we didn't. Anyway, we finished up there. Oh yeah, no. The showers were cold. We never we got hot. No, there's no hot water. I'm not making that up. There wasn't. Um, the terrible the ground was in terrible shape to train on. But you know we we embraced it and we got on with life and got a ton. Um, and the second part is that um, you know we, we had a, like I think Redcliffe told the story in, in that '87 grand final. They had five players that played for Australia that year. And, and so, you know, there was a lot of Origin players. They were all in Queensland still, a lot of because Origin had been going six or seven years, but there wasn't the, the national, there was no other teams out of Queensland at the mm. time in the National League. So, you know, we picked up a lot of players that were quality players to start the Broncos. Well, it's different now. We've got to try and bring Queenslanders home, or we've just got mm. to bring, you know, New South Wales players, but it's a, it, they've got to leave clubs that uh, they're already in the cop competition in the world. So, yeah, that's the difficult
0: part. Oh, I've got a magnificent image of you for sort of late next year, mid to late next year, you turn the hot water off, don't you? Because <laughs> Because I love that story. It's not about the facilities, is it? It's about hunger, it's about desire, and it's about the people that you've got.
2: Yeah, that's right. Well, I mean, you've been through a lot of areas in cricket as well, so you know what you what they get today to date of, what you first got when you came in. You yeah. know, but it was never a deterrent for us to get the job done. And and I, I shudder every time someone tells me they got going to build me, build me a new change room. Yes, I kind of love the old change room because it's got some culture there and it's got some feeling about it, and you know, some great men have played there. So yeah, it's a, it's a difficult one. I mean, we've got to continue to improve, but uh, I love the old stuff. Yeah. Let,
1: let me ask the cliche question. does the fire still burn as strongly as it did in in the 87 88 or, or even when you started with Hippie in in seventy six?
2: Well, I wouldn't do it pat I, I don't have to do it I don't, you know it's not I don't need the income I'm, yeah. I'm okay I'm going to make it in life you know but um i I, I love what I do i I'm, I'm passionate about it and uh, you know I told a story recently about Don ferner who was wonderful to me when I went to camera in 87. Mm. Um, I'll cut a long story short but the bottom line was when I first arrived down there I realised you know what he was struggling with he was struggling with enthusiasm and passion himself he'd, he'd lost the he'd lost the, the desire to coach mm. and and um, and I was young and, and I bought all that and that was fine and we had a great relationship and we did a great did a great job we finished up playing in the grand final I finished 12th the year before out of 13 teams and then we played in the grand final but the thing I learned and the thing I promised myself and I, and I will live Live it. Um, is that when I lose the passion and when I lose the fire in my belly for it, I'll walk away straight away. I won't wait one more day. I'll just tell them I'm going um, because you you just become ineffective and you destroy a lot of things around you because because you don't you know challenge people and try to get the best out of themselves and you're trying to help them get the best out of themselves. So I don't have that moment. That moment hasn't come yet. I, I still look forward to going to training. I still want to get out of bed early in the morning and go through all the hassle you got to go through. <laughs> But when I lose that, when I don't want to do that anymore, I'll retire straight away. I won't stay one day longer than I
0: should. Yeah, that's a great understanding of your personal challenges. But what about these coaching challenges these days? You've seen, you know, you've spanned, what, four generations, different players. How different are they these days? And is it a challenge that you relish?
2: Yeah, well, I relish it. Otherwise, I wouldn't do it. But, you know, I, I don't we're four generations on but I'm still dealing with young men that want to be good football mm, players and, yep. and that, that that hasn't changed and, and, and I haven't changed in my approach to it do I do things a little bit differently yeah I do we have a lot more science behind what we do and a lot more technology and all of those things but the bottom line is we're still, I'm still dealing with young men that want to become great football players mm. And so so the things that, to me are still you know, how you handle that situation how we handled them 40 years ago is still very similar today because at, at the end of the day guys if, if you're not committed to coming to training, and you're not committed to working hard. You're not committed to doing your best. Then there's no place for you in the team that I coach. So well, that's pretty simple for me. I don't have to have an argument with myself about that. I still have a lot of young men that want that. They want. To, they want to work hard. They want to be successful. They want to be part of something special.
1: Yeah,
2: and, and, and um, that, that's, that hasn't changed. In saying that, it's a bit though, like your values, yeah, but it's not like your values. You know, we, so many things have changed in our life, but you know, being honest. Um, being true to yourself, all those things, that, you know, they're never going to change. Yeah. They're never going to change. And yeah. if they do, then, you know, you change.
1: Yeah. In, in saying that, though, in, in the, the, the many, many times that we've done, you know, whether a public speaking, et cetera, I always get the impression that, sure, winning football games is your primary job, winning premierships is your primary job, but I reckon you get a, a hell of a lot of satisfaction about it, pulling the ones from who've just strayed to that wrong side of the rails, and pulling them back to to the best of your ability.
2: Yeah, well, I love I love the battle. President Truman, American president, said, you know, he said God must have loved the common man and w- woman because he made so many of us. <laughs> and and I kind of resonates with me all the time. You know, a lot of us are very common, and a lot of us have different battles. You know, but I, I love being around that person. I love to be there to to help them get to that next place in life. It's um, and for some of them, it's a great challenge. I mean. Yeah. You know, the question I'm probably asked, you know, which I always, you know, what's the best thing you can do for your for, for, your, um, um, for your kids is, well, be good parents. I, you know, I, I've, I've coached so many young men that have been poorly parented. It's heartbreaking. And, and they're so far behind all those young men that have been properly parented. And, you know, you try to make a gap up for them and you, and you do all you can to help them. Yeah. And, and you do get them better. But, you know, the best thing we can do is, as parents is be bloody good parents and help these young men.
0: Uh, In your football world now, uh, how how has this club building been? How, you know, Has it been a challenge or is it running as smoothly as you'd like? No, it's not running as smoothly
2: as I'd like. But Look, we I'm working with really good Peter, uh, people. Terry Reed is a tremendous CEO. I work with a lot of CEOs and he's really, really good. Uh, I've got Peter O'Sullivan, he's a very good talent scout. cares about the players as well. I've got Kurt Richards working with me as head of our farm. Um, performance and pathways areas, you know, so I've got the right people around around us all and um, we've been very deliberate. We just haven't wasted our money on, on guys that we don't believe are going to be a good fit for our club and we've been patient and, you know, that's um, that's where it's at and that's where it'll stay. I mean, we've still got a lot of good money left in the salary cap to buy quality players, but if we can't get that player we want, we'll wait another 12 months and we'll get that player we want. Mm. So, you know, we built the Broncos on, on, on a long-term view and I've got the same... Um, people here at, the, at Red Clip and uh, Bob Bob Jones has been great to work with the chairman and the and the board and they've all got the long term view as well no one's coming in this for a quick fix
1: uh, You talk about t- taking that long term view, is Munster then still part of the, the long term view?
2: Yeah, no, he's part of the long term view, absolutely is yep, yep if we don't get him in 23, which obviously we, we don't believe we will but certainly 24 is on the table for us and ho- hopefully it's on the table for him yeah, there
0: seems to be a lot more players available in 24, doesn't there, than 23?
2: Yeah, well, there are. Well, it's just, you know, different guys coming off contracts and that. But as I said, you know, we haven't wasted our money. We've got good money left in the salary cap to buy two or three quality players that we know we need. We I think we're pretty happy with our forward pack and those three forwards out of Melbourne has been a wonderful get for us. Yeah. Uh, they'll make a huge difference to our club. And um, so I'm really happy with that, and I've got the right type of people in the leadership roles, I'll put in leadership roles, they're already you know, doing that at clubs now, and doing it very successfully, so yeah, we just got to get a couple of backs now that, that uh, will finish off the um, recruiting for us.
1: Can you give us any tips around the halves? I know Sean O'Sullivan's on the uh,
2: way. Yeah, that's right, no, well, it, you know, Ken probably won't be there next year, but We've got one of Tilling Wine we're working with at the moment, trying to get them across the line. So, but I can't give any tips, Pat. No, I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> well, uh, to, to be truthful, Benny, since we've been working together since '76, you haven't really given me many tips over that time. <laughs> no,
2: that's true, Pat. I still remember how hard I made it for you. Um, you were a young journalist, and I was a young coach, and I thought. This smart-ass, I'm going to give him nothing. I remember, I remember. one of our very famous interviews over Brothers one day when it was a yes, absolute yes, no. It
1: was. It was too. Yeah. <laughs> and
2: I, and I realised that day how important was the yes, no answer because you're trying to think of your next question and you don't have an opportunity to really... <laughs> to really get that question (laughs) right because the guys just said no and there's not going to be any follow-up on this. I've got to get to the next question. I remember... I only got a great kick
1: out of that. (laughs) I I knew you would, Wayne. Yes, there's that sadistic streak about you. I remember um, one night in the bowels of QE2, Brent Tate had had an absolute blinder. He was a kid. And all I wanted was out of Benny to say something about him for the news that night because you know, he'd scored a couple of tries, he'd made a heap of breaks he was, he, you know, and he looked like a star in the making, as he turned out to be. Uh, and Wayne would just give me nothing. It was just donuts. Not, a, Absolutely. not even. A, he's well, pretty
2: good this tape. Why? Why I give you nothing? Because he was going to get a lot of raps anyway. I didn't want to. <laughs> I, I didn't get him want, want, want to see him on TV. The coach give him a rap. I just didn't want to see that rubbish. It <laughs> was not going to help him. So the coach is always thinking about. You know, how do I keep this guy on track? How, how do I not lose him and make him the player I think he can be? So. <laughs> But yes. I've got to say, we've, we have had a long relationship, and we had yeah, Channel 7 shows on Sunday. We used to go up there, if yeah. you remember.
1: sports scene, exactly um, right.
2: Sports scene, yeah, that's right, mate. But you've always done the right thing by I me, and I've always appreciated right. that. So that's why I'm here this morning. The always yeah. well, been the same.
1: Well, boy. we used to love having you on, because we didn't have to bribe you. I used to have to oh, bribe he's... Arthur with pies. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Benny, our question no, to yeah. everyone this morning is our favourite Queensland moments. Would there be one that springs to your mind?
2: Oh, look, there's a stack of them, actually. I mean, Sam Trimble and Wally Grout and Ken mm-hmm. McKay refusing to go out when Queensland ever trying to win a share for your shield. I mean, you'd listen to that all day, or you'd be wherever you were, you'd have the radio on, which doesn't happen today, of course. But, you know, look, there's been some, you know, all other great Olympic athletes like Kieran Perkins and those guys, that was so inspirational in their time. But I, I still think Arthur Beatson running out, yeah. 1980, first origin game, and he can't. He, he, he he could hardly walk, let alone jog. He jogged yeah. onto that field, but, but it was a walk jog, you know, because his knees were gone. He was gone as a player, but his presence meant so much to those to that to that to that team that night. Um, and the rest is, you know, I don't know if any other code is, or sportsman or woman has inspired Queensland as much as Origin has for the last forty odd years, because yep. there's been so many magnificent performances. And I think all of us in Queensland, I mean, if Cameron Smith, the golfer. I heard him recently get interviewed, you know, and he talked about it. it was a tough day but he said I watched Origin that often. He said I yeah. just learned things from them watching those guys, you know. And I think I think Origin's had an impact on every Queenslander.
1: Yeah, uh, you're dead and, right.
2: Uh, yeah. And uh it's a great it's a great concept, but as I said Arthur beats him that night, I still see him running through the tunnel, yeah. my knee strapped, whatever, hardly hardly jogging. Uh and it's, he played that way all night but we won that night, and we had to win that night because it was the it was the standard that you know from then on. I think every every origin origin players live by, and and it's inspired a state.
1: Yeah, beautifully said. Hey mate, we, we've taken up too much of your time. We really appreciate you joining us today for our, yep. our first show well, here. Don't get me
2: too often. I was happy to help you out today, but don't keep don't ring me again for a while.
1: Eh? <laughs> 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 All right, mate. No dramas.
2: Thanks, Otherwise Benny. Otherwise,
1: you are get the yes-nos. Okay. <laughs> it's been It's well, been a joy. Thank you, Ben. It's the easiest interview I've ever done with it. <laughs> oh, wonderful, too. Uh, and, yes, it is a big show today. And we'd, we'd love to know what you think is Queensland's greatest sporting moment. Uh, give us a call, please. Those numbers are 131355, uh, the Brighton Homes Open Line or the Becca watt lawyers Text Line, 0467 736 736. It's 818, Heels. We best get to a break. Okay.